Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 46th episode, and today we'll be discussing society reaching peak transgenderism, all the distractions, and the blockchain is here to stay. So we're going to get right into it with uh, talking about gender ideology. Again, I am grinding away at a very, I guess, technical explanation takedown of gender ideology. And and from time to time, I think, why am I even doing this? This feels like a grift. This is uh, completely pointless to talk about. And then I see an article like this. I'm going to read the headline, get a little bit into it. Transgender charity shop worker who is transitioning into a woman exposed her penis to two 11-year-old girls from the window of quote-unquote, her home court here. So this is a court case with a 50-something-year-old man, 56-year-old man, who was claiming to be a nudist, naturist, naturist, uh, basically nudist, interchangeable, and was, I guess, playing with, I'm going to say, I'm going to say his penis, although in court, it was saying her penis, but this guy was basically just um, jerking off uh, in front of two girls. Uh, two girls uh, see him, they, they walk off, uh, and a couple hours later, he's still uh, naked, it's still playing with his uh, ding-dong. And this person in court is being referred to as a woman, not not as a, a man with a weird fetish. And again, if you like to, you know, be naked and play with your uh, penis in, in your home, that's fine. I, I mean, whatever. It, that, that's, you, that's you. You do you. But if you're going to, you know, be in a position where you're um, exposing yourself in front of children, close the fucking blinds, right? If, if you see that... Once, and maybe that's an accident, but close the blinds uh, and don't uh, do that where people from the public might be able to see you because you'll have uh, underage people uh, looking at you and doing stuff like this. But this is honestly the disturbing thing with gender ideology and how far it's been pushed onto the population that like in court. You have to say her penis when, when we're talking about a man that's playing with his penis in front of children, right? Whether it was accidental or not. Of course, uh, you, this person is going to claim like, I wasn't doing it. I don't have a fetish. I'm a very well-adjusted person, yada, yada, yada. And this is one of the things with gender ideologues. They will never claim that AGP, autogynephilia, is a thing. You can't have this fetish where you like dressing or seeing yourself as a woman and getting sexual gratification from that that doesn't exist if you do get any sort of sexual gratification from your experience of pretending to be a woman whether like you wear women's clothing you get an erection whether you are um watching weird porn and, and referring to your penis as a princess wand or a girl cock or or all these sorts of terms that they've uh can't come up with to try and i guess feminize their their penis none of that is fetishistic it's just the adjustment period in to your trans womanhood or, or whatever it's all it's all garbage and the fact the, that we're doing this this happened in uh, europe south hampton crown court is the court specifically um that heard this case uh against you know the, the, this man uh and these uh two girls being i guess i guess blanked or i guess the prosecution whatever the the hell it's called but this whole thing uh, i'm saying is that we can't 
distinguish the fetishists from the people who genuinely have gender dysphoria and are transitioning in a way to pass and they want to have healthier sexual relationships with people as in you know you'll have a gay man that can't conceptualize himself as a gay man but as a straight woman and tries to pursue that with other adults in ways that are consensual and at least somewhat healthy and then you've got people who like like this who are fetishists and as far as i i'm concerned this guy was jerking off in front of his children uh it's from from how i see it of course i only have this article i've only heard about you know this, this bits and pieces but to me this guy was just jerking off um because <laughs> jerking off in front of children as far as i'm concerned and this is how a lot of people are going to see it but of course you know anyone who says it like that is a, is a transphobe and a bigot and this is something that women do all the time they'll, they'll expose their penis in front of children <laughs> It's a very womanly thing to do, apparently. But that's the ridiculous of it. Uh, of it, I feel very much I don't know if vindicated, but like justified in Ram writing this next book that I'm writing. So uh, stay tuned. I'm gonna keep plugging away at it. Hopefully, I will get it out to you relatively soon, so you'll have the I guess the uh, the equipment, the um, informational equipment to take down you know stuff like this. But we're going to move on to the next topic. And that is all the distractions. So we're in an election season. We've got this whole thing going down with Texas and the border. And we've got this complete cultural rot that we're dealing with that's affecting every aspect of our society. All these free letter agencies, whether that's the IRS or the FBI or the CIA that's stealing from you, spying on you, doing all this stuff. There's all these shenanigans going on. And, you know, to keep... The wall over your eyes, there's a lot of distractions going on, whether that's the uh, stories being pushed in the media, um, all these um, forms of entertainment that uh, people are just so engaged with. So you've got stuff, you know, like sports and video games and, you know, watching YouTube videos and Netflix and TV and all these sorts of things. And it's not to say that you can't live a life of no leisure and you've got to constantly be plugged in and not on the mission. Uh, but you have to be aware, at least, that these things are happening and that uh, there are people who are using these things against you to keep you um, fat, lazy, and placated so they can keep stealing everything for themselves. So they can keep importing people um, through the border and destroying the um, economic situation in this country. It is a very intentional thing. So a lot of these problems that we're dealing with are very much intentional, and they're trying to market it as it not being intentional. If you just keep voting for the guy we tell you to vote for, then we'll fix them, and instead it's going to make them worse. That's basically the issue there. So that's why, you know, you got stuff like Jon Stewart coming back to The Daily Show. It's all a big distraction. And again, Jon Stewart hasn't been funny for years. He, he compromised way too much um, to be any sort of comedian, especially doing something like The Daily Show, where you have to be more poignant in a political sense. Not point, poignant is the right word, but you have to be uh, on a certain side of things if you want to have any sort of ability to be humorous, and he's definitely not on that side. Completely sold out to the establishment. Completely sold out. Um, any sort of uh, concept of being principled, having any sort of morals, just taking the check, and that's why he's going back and doing the daily show because he's being told to i'm sure they've got dirt on him most of these you know hollywood entertainment types and you know political types are being blackmailed i think o'keefe james o'keefe came out 
with that saying that there's a lot of blackmail and stuff like that, and that's why a lot of bills and a lot of policy gets passed through Congress is because they're being blackmailed into doing it. So you've got the handlers, and they've got, you know, blackmail, whether it's from, you know, sexual relationships people are having or drugs that they're doing and all these sorts of things because they all go to parties and they do all this crazy shit at parties. It gets recorded and it gets used against you and you're pushing, um, you know, the globalist agenda. It's basically it. You got to be aware of it and you got to say, hey, you know, uh, I want to, you know, be able to enjoy myself, live my life, do all those sorts of things. But you have to do whatever you can to make yourself ungovernable and you have to be as aware as you possibly can while also maintaining your sanity. That's a fine uh, line there. But we're going to move on right into the last topic, and that is the blockchain being here to stay. So crypto, my co-host Hump Day Potpourri Doc talks about crypto a lot. He does a Saturday crypto show. Highly recommend you watch it. If you're interested in the crypto scene, want to get into it, he's he's very deeply into that, a lot more than I am. So I, I would recommend you watching that. But this is more of a thing that the technology of the blockchain, um, you know, whether that's um, proof of work, proof of stake, the uh, what crypto, blo- that blockchain technology means for humanity is here to stay. And uh, we're going to go over this article just to sort of prove my point, basically. It's Congress, here's headline, Congresswoman Maxine Waters questions Meta's ongoing crypto efforts. And we're going to get a little bit into it, but Maxine Waters, I mean, she's uh, as slimy and scummy as any of them uh, in terms of the White uh, not White House, uh, Congress. Uh, she's a re- yeah, representative from California. Democratic. Oof. <laughs> One, um, but you know, it was a letter sent to uh, Mark Zuckerberg of uh, and uh, Javier uh, Olivon. That's how you say. It. I'm probably butchering it. The COO, Chief Operating Officer, um, basically saying, um, "I'm concerned that Meta is filing um, five trademark applications related related to various digital asset services and blockchain technology with you know the Patent and Trademark Office (USPTO). Oh, with initial filings in uh, March 18th of 22, and basically this is after Meta, Facebook, whatever the hell you want to call it, saying, hey, we're, we're not interested in blockchain technology anymore. I know we were trying to push Libra and all this stuff that was blockchain related, and, you know, we were planning on doing a stable coin. That's all gone, but they're piling these patents. And the reason why Facebook is filing these patents, is getting into these things, is because blockchain technology is here to stay. It's going to be a big part of the economy. Now, whether that's a decentralized network like Cardano or Pirate Coin or, or something like Bitcoin or Ethereum, or it's going to be a CBDC ran by the, you know, uh, a lovely, awful, lovely, lovely, quote unquote, people at the Fed, where every single transaction that you make is um, government monitored and controlled, even more so than it already is, um, is is um, is the is the question. It's not whether the blockchain is going to be a thing, whether crypto is going to be part of everyone's daily lives. It's a matter of when and who or what is going to be in control or, or not in control of it as well. So this is, this is why, you know, you should be buying crypto. You should have a non-cust- uh, non-custodial wallet. You should know how um, 
the basics of these things work, you know, the more you figure out about the blockchain and the fact that something like Bitcoin, there's a limited amount, 21 million, I believe, and there's these this halving, uh, and it becomes more complicated to um, get Bitcoin because the algorithms um, get more and more difficult, which means you need to do more work, which means you need to use more power, makes it more expensive to mine and acquire Bitcoin, and that's how... There, there's value because there's a limited amount and this also goes into how currency in general works so uh some basic economic understanding as well um will do you some good in understanding crypto but this technology is here to stay and even stuff like nfts running on the, on the blockchain where uh you know the idea of buying like a digital picture of a monkey as an nft for like three hundred thousand dollars and it's worth two cents uh the next day is ridiculous but the title of your home the title of your car uh the oh, let's see con the own the ownership sh- documents for uh, a company being nfts now, that's something that's meaningful, and that's what's going to happen, and that's the future that's of, of NFTs, non, non-fungible tokens, and it all goes back into the blockchain is that this technology is coming, it's here to stay, it's going to be a part of our lives, and you should prepare for that reality, and you should also do everything you can to support the people in crypto who actually want to make um, a free global economy. Rather, where people who are freedom-minded, who are liberty-minded, who want to be part of this parallel economy can use the blockchain to transact and not be monitored by these states, CBDCs, where everyone's a global citizen, uh, which means it's basically just um, uh, being in the pod, eating bugs, and using your CBDC tokens to um, buy things in the pod, you know, programs in the pod that you can watch. That's what they want you to be using CBDC for, and you can use, um, you know, Bitcoin and crypto and all these sorts of things to exchange in, uh, you know, raw milk and farm goods and basically anything, um, because it's going to be currency, and that's the future that I want for the world. That's the future that a lot of people want for the world. And if you want that for the world, get educated on crypto, start learning how to at least buy crypto. You don't need to know everything. Just just get a non-consodial wallet, get some crypto, even if it's just a little bit of Bitcoin, and just Keep your eye on the prize because they certainly are. This is why Maxine Waters is uh, going on and on about um, uh, these people getting into crypto, whether it's Facebook or PayPal, because PayPal uh, wants to do a stable coin as well, and they want oversight. They want to regulate the hell out of this because they want a CBDC, and they want to control it because if they control the money, they control how you transact, and they control you. I think with that, I'm going to sign off. Hope you enjoyed this one. And we'll be back next week with the 47th episode of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, whether you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, or Substack. And be sure to subscribe to my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to keep up with Machine to Man and all my other projects.